Think about how your child is uniquely designed by God with special uh, abilities, special insights, and special approaches to life. Like a couple of my kids, at least a couple, are very artistic. They see beauty in the ordinary, and they, they have this ability to capture it on paper or uh, through a camera lens. A couple of my kids are very structure-oriented. They're uh, operational, they're systems, they're efficient. One of my kids is just like totally out of the box. So out of the box, I have to sometimes slow down and digest and say, did you mean this? Oh, you meant that. I, I think you meant that? Uh, my children are this wonderful bundle of differentness, all created by God, and your child is as well. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting team. And Danny, your, your children have unique gifts and abilities. What are some of those? They do, uh, of course. They're all from from me, right, John? You, yeah, you, no, they're they're all from they're, they're all, all from. from uh, <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. This is funny when we when we as parents try to take ownership of our kids' I, yes. unique talents. Isn't they that, can be like us, yeah, but that's not it's because definitely of, not from yeah. us. Definitely not from us. God has given each of our kids their own unique talents and gifts to be given away hmm. to other people as they love and learn to love other people and bring glory to God, not themselves. And I love to think about that. And so with my kids. As I consider what, what gifts and talents God has given to them, my daughter, she's, she's still a singer, even with the vocal cord stuff she's got going on, still sings, love hearing her sing. Mm. She's an artist, and sometimes we'll paint together, and she's a professional aerialist. Love, love watching how she expresses herself through that. And then my son, he's a drummer. He loves to drum, does a great job drumming. Woodworking is another thing he yeah. does. Uh, and he is a, he's just an overall athlete. And another skill that I've learned about him is that he can spray paint old cars and uh, does it very well. Usually you have Seriously? bubbles, right? You have bubbles, yeah. and it's very hard. He does a wonderful job. Uh, and, he, is he, this uh, a can or a compressor he uses? These are cans. Oh, my word. And uh, he's doing our old 1997 Honda Civic. And I said, have at it. <laughs> have a good time. And he's done a fantastic, fantastic job. So that's a new skill I've learned yeah. about. Well, it's, it's so important to recognize your child's gifts, to affirm them. Uh, even if they're not gifts that you see as overly useful in life, God has given your child these things. And we're going to hear more now about this from Dr. Kathy Cook, who joined Focus President Jim Daly. Uh, now, in previous episodes, they addressed some of the five core needs that every child has, so they can really kind of fly the way God built them. Uh, the first three are security, identity, and belonging, and here are two more today, purpose and competence. Kathy, as a parent, we want to help our kids understand who they are, why they exist, and what they're good at. Man, that's core. I feel like I've underdone that. I thought they were getting it. I, I don't know that I've been as intentional to say, do you know why God made you? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've said it, but have I said it enough? Mm -hmm. But speak to those things of purpose, yeah. uniqueness, yeah. who am I, why am I here? Yeah. Man, those are big. Yeah, no, they are big. And questions. when do you start that discussion? We, what we, grade? <laughs> we, we pray into them an awareness of God's creative intent. Ephesians 2.10, you were created in advance to do good work that you would walk in them. Psalm 139, 13, and 14, you were knit together. Knitting is a precise skill. I used to say I'm too tall. I now say I'm tall because mm. too tall denies God was intentional and right in his choice. That's good. Thank you. God has been good to me to reveal truth. So um, who are your children? Identity. Why are they who they are? And you cannot raise them to become who they can't be. Mm. 
they glorify God when they become who God created them to be. And this is why we study them. And we study God's word, not just for who is God, but who am I and who have you created my children to be? What do they delight in? What brings them joy? What breaks their heart? Where do they um, thrive? Where does their confidence show? What do they stay up late doing? What do they wake up wanting to do? And we honor them, even if they're not like us, because purpose, why am I alive? Guys, if you don't have an answer to that question, you might as well die. And I don't say that lightly, mm. but the second leading cause of death for 10 to 24-year-olds is suicide. Mm. They're giving up quickly, the dropout rate from school, the dropout rate from church, the dropout rate from faith in a God of the Bible. None of it matters because I don't matter, because I don't believe I was created with intentional purpose, but God is creator with a capital C, and that's what we teach. Boy, that's powerful. Thank you. I mean, you. you're you're hitting it right mm-hmm. on the the head of the nail. I mean, and you've we've got to figure out a way to build that in quickly into our young people, so they know they're here for a purpose. They, I, I love that. Um, I, I love that quickly, and and one of the reasons, gentlemen, is because that's where our competence comes from. So the fifth of the core needs is competent. What do I do well? Well, if we have purpose, we know what to work toward. If we have purpose, we won't stay down in the valley. And we won't bubble wrap ourselves or even allow someone to bubble wrap us because we were created to do that. And it's going to take some effort for me to be able to do that. But if I don't know why I'm alive, then nothing matters. And effort, diligence, teachability, humility, none of it matters. (laughs) Kathy, let's uh, take some time to talk about how we build that resiliency into our children. And the most obvious one is talking about it. it, it like everything, we feel ill-equipped. I mean, we're not Dr. Kathy. So, I mean, you know, we've got limitations. How do we get started there? You have some great tips in the book equipping parents to do exactly that. What's a couple of the best ways that we go about addressing it with our kids? You know, the first thing I'll say is to teach, not tell and yell. Most children are doing the best they know how to do. I really believe that's a true statement. Yeah. Some are not. Some are manipulating us and playing us. Many children are doing what they believe is right. We are overwhelmed, tired, stressed. I own that. I get that. Some of us aren't very resilient, so we're fearful. But we have got to teach our children how to survive, and how to thrive. And this is how you stand back up. How does a child learn how to walk? The child falls down. Mom, dad, or somebody picks them back up, holds out your hands, backs up three feet, smiles, come to mama. You're there and you're present with them and for them, modeling walking in front of them. So it's teaching and it's being present. It's expecting them to improve so we're not shocked when they are improving and then i'll say also and then i'll kick it back to you um paying attention to their self-talk and you might be thinking how can you pay attention to their self-talk because self-talk is what happens inside their head but it always comes out and we have got to do a better job of listening for what i call the i am statement um i am foolish versus i made a mistake i am clueless Versus, this was kind of difficult, mm-hmm. right? Um, I am never going to get this right. Versus, Dad, this is really hard. Listen for defining 
sounding negative and permanent I am statements because, as I said before, identity controls behavior. So we don't want them to think that. And here's where we are really bold, guys. We hear a child say, I am so stupid, never going to get it right. Mm. We say, that's a lie. No, Dad, I'm stupid. No, what makes you think you're stupid? I got five things wrong. Well, you're not stupid. You got five things wrong. Tell the truth, son. Did you rush? Did you not proofread? Did you not courageously ask for help? Did you not look up the unknown word because you were lazy? You're not stupid. Stupid Hmm. happens when you make other choices. The other thing I think, Jim, that's so critical, and I could have tears in my eyes very quickly, when when you hear a child say, I'm stupid, or they behave as if they believe that. Yeah. I'm stupid, I'll never amount to anything. I'm the lost child, they don't love me as much. The first thing out of our mouth is maybe, I'm so sorry. Hmm. I'm so sorry you feel that way. I'm so sorry, because that's gotta hurt your heart. How can I help you? So recognizing, Danny, that our children are uh, gifted from God and they need certain foundational needs met so they can really rise up and express those gifts, Mm -hmm. use those gifts, is so vital. Um, How have you seen a parent kind of cut through the clutter of the self-doubt and uh, the negative self-talk that so many kids deal with? I mean, we all deal with it, but there's a certain age I'm thinking about where a parent can really help the child uh, break the pattern of the negative self-talk. And really at any age, John, it's just doesn't seem to land as as well as you think That's it lands. That's a fair assessment, right? yes, yes. And it's genuineness that makes a difference. Are you genuinely encouraging your child and observing the things that are true? Okay, now I have to ask you, I just have to stop, because my wife will tell you that her mom said a lot of affirming things, but Dina didn't feel like they were genuine. She felt like her mom was just saying stuff. Yes. So is that the parent, or is that the child, or a combination thereof? It can be a combination, because a parent may say, no, these, these are genuine things that I believe about you, but the child may not feel those. Okay. But there are some parents that are overly just positive and, and saying all these things, and the, and the child sees that they say it to everyone. Oh. And so it's not special to them. It's not an observation. They okay. just know the parent maybe has an anxiety that they want to say good things to everyone to be loved back potentially, mm-hmm. or they, they don't want to say anything negative and don't want to feel bad with that. And that, that, that can happen. But as a parent, if you're genuinely building your child up with words of encouragement and listening carefully to your child, those will land well. Even if a child maybe rolls their eyes potentially or says, no, know that they are hearing those. And I've seen this in my counseling practice where Tina's come in, they're kind of hardened up, and the yeah. parent thinks they're not listening to me. And they'll say, hey, my mom said this the other day, or my dad said this, and it meant a lot to me. And when parents have left notes, in the car or left notes on the mirror or at their kitchen uh, spot at the table or other places, maybe in their backpack, their lunch. Kids love those. Mm -hmm. And I've heard of kids have some of their fruit written on, you know, the the outside of an orange. (laughs) And they say, I love you and I love this about you. Uh, Or on a banana or things like that. Just being creative. Parents are so creative. So be creative. Have fun with it. Isn't that going to embarrass my my ninth grader? No, you know what? I've I, some of the kids in my my daughter's school, they've been jealous of each other when their parents have written certain notes that are life giving, that are encouraging, mm-hmm. 
that are thought out. So kids are thirsty for this. Yeah, stuff. they're saying, "Hey, I wish my dad would do that, or I wish my mom would do that." And uh, one time, my my wife wrote a note to my son on uh, banana, <laughs> and he was in in junior high, and the kid said, "What? Your mom wrote you a note? I wish I wish I got one like that." Uh. And then my wife wrote notes on other fruit for uh, some of the other kids. For him, so for could, Alex so to give away. <laughs> you could divvy out. But they're not the same, right? Those yeah. aren't words from yeah. your parents. So know that they go far. And as a parent, you're one of the mo- you are the most foundational influence mm-hmm. in your child's life academically with your parenting and relationally. But developmentally and spiritually, you are foundational even through the teen years. So don't give up. And don't step away from that relationship with your children when they seem to not be interested in your work. Yeah, that's that's important. And that goes back to my comment about, well, it doesn't always feel like it's working. Yeah, it is. Plant yes. seeds, plant seeds, plant seeds. Uh, they will take root and they will produce fruit. Well, I still love hearing, uh, Danny, that kind of perspective. And it really does parallel so well Dr. Kathy Cook's enthusiasm And I hope that you've been challenged a little bit here to step up your game, to uh, elevate your game in being that encourager for your children. Uh, Get a copy of Dr. Kathy Cook's book to continue that journey. Uh, It's got a lot of great ideas for speaking life into your children. It's called Resilient Kids, Raising Them to Embrace Life with Confidence. And uh, who doesn't want a child who's confident in God? Uh, We're going to send a copy of that book out to you. Uh, when you make a donation today of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. If you can, contribute on a monthly basis, uh, $10, $15, $20. Uh, if you can't do that, maybe uh, a one-time gift of $25 or $50. Uh, we've got details in the show notes. And then we have kind of a Best of Parenting Resources page. Uh, this is a collection of articles, videos, and uh, helpful resources that Danny and his team have assembled it's kind of a first stop for great resources, and we're going to link over to that page in the show notes as well. You'll hear more from Kathy Cook next time about helping your children overcome a struggle. And for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Parents, parent here. Not to sound old, but if I had a dollar for every time someone told me how to parent, well, let's just say I wouldn't need to read this ad to you today. I'd be sitting on the beach somewhere with my feet up. Truth is, I don't trust everyone to tell me stuff. And I don't have time for that 500-page book either. But I do have time for Focus on the Family's weekly age and stage emails that have tips for intentionally raising my son at his age right now. It's super easy. Go to MyKidsAge.com, put in your kid's age, and get parenting advice you can trust.